never give up. I never give up. I never give up. Hi guys, welcome back to Neff Inspiration, my show on YouTube and as a podcast with me, your host, Stefan Neff. Today, I have another fantastic day for an interview because I've got Rebecca Whitman uh, with me. Rebecca is a woman who is who has figured out a system, uh, a way how to truly bring abundance into your life rather than running like crazy on your hamster wheel, actually being far more intentional in your living, being far more intentional into various pillars within your life. And as such, um, I think it, it will be an amazing interview, no doubt in my mind. So Rebecca, welcome to my show. Thank you so much for having me on your show. It's so great to be here. Oh, wow. Hey, look, it is, no one ever wakes up one day in their youth and think, yeah, great. I'm going to be a magnetic abundance teacher out there. I go out there and I'm going to teach women how to, to become uh, the best versions of themselves. Typically, there was a bit of a darker background. What was your background to come into this, this role? Yeah, I had a really dark period when I was in LA. I moved to LA 22 years ago to pursue my childhood dream of being an actress. Oh. And although I had small parts on big shows like Friends, CSI, and 24, cool. I never get that big break. Uh. So instead, I uh, I supported myself through working at a children's acting school, which I totally loved because I love kids and I don't have any of my own. And while the kids were at school, I studied with great spiritual teachers that we all know and love, people like Michael Beckwith, Esther Hicks, Wayne Dyer. And I started applying the law of attraction to my job at the kids acting mm -hmm. school, before I knew it, I was making six figures and I tried to apply it to my love life and it did not work out as well because <laughs> I had a habit of picking emotionally unavailable narcissistic men and trying to convince them to commit to me. Finally, one did and I married him. And three years after marriage, a very painful, emotionally abusive marriage, I filed for divorce. And it just so happened that as my marriage was unraveling, my dad was dying in a nursing home. And I would fly back and forth from Los Angeles, California, where I live, to Cincinnati, Ohio, where I grew up and where my dad lay dying in a nursing home. And I never knew which conversation would be our last. And in one of our last conversations, he asked me to write a book. And I, of course, wanted to honor his dying wish. I had no idea what I was going to write about, Stefan. And a few months later, my dad had died. My marriage had been dissolved. In fact, they happened within 72 hours of each other. And I was sitting across the desk from my financial planner. And he said, Rebecca, I got to tell you, you're having your best financial year ever. Even though you lost your dad in your marriage, you've become a self-made millionaire this year. And I think you should write a book and teach people how you're living your life. And I said, that's exactly what I'm going to do. So I looked at my life and I realized that there were seven key areas that I was living into. Mm -hmm. And when all seven areas of my life are in alignment, I can be, do, or have anything I want. So I, I've now married my soulmate and I, I've been coaching women on how to go from burned out and overwhelmed to balanced, beautiful, and abundant. And it's just been amazing. And I call myself the magnetic abundance mentor because I teach women not to chase anything, not to push their energy to exhaustion, but to practice self-love and practice joy so that they can pull everything through the law of attraction into them. Beautiful. Uh, it's a, a very... Uh, beautifully said and but kind of an abstract thing to love yourself is one of the hardest things I mean if there's one huge challenge in each and every one of our lives is to deal with the absolute screwed up core beliefs that are laid down somehow in our in our youth you're never good enough, you're ugly, you're a failure, you're, I could go on for hours. These are the typical words that we talk to each other, uh, to talk to ourselves. Uh, you would never say that to your worst enemy. 
the way you talk to yourself. So how the hell do you get from from that kind of negative minus 100 to a life of serenity, a life of happiness, a life of balance? It takes a lot of work. And just like you said before we hit record, it's looking at your past, looking at your patterns, looking at the pain of your life that mm. most people run from, seeing what didn't work, what caused you pain, what caused other people pain, and literally rewiring your brain to not think negative. I think that our reptilian brain, our limbic system is designed to be fight or flight. Mm. It's designed to be in scarcity. There's not enough love. There's not enough food. There's not enough money. There's not enough time. And it's re rewiring that into a more evolved brain that is full of love and compassion. And I did that through a lot of different things. I mean, I've been in and around the 12 steps for over 30 years. I've had several therapists. I've had many uh, coaches, life coaches, spiritual mentors. And one of the biggest things that has helped me is affirmations and journaling. Um, I When I was in a 12-step meeting as a teenager, I met a woman named Janet, who I now think is an absolute angel because I never saw her again. And she gave me a format <laughs> to write a God journal. And these were life-changing journal prompts. I've added a few journal prompts of my own, and now I call it my abundance journal. I'm actually going to gift it to your listeners with your permission and doing this journal every morning has really helped flip my thinking from negative to positive. And it's a practice that I I just, this practice has changed my life as well as affirmations. Beautiful. And in other words, you, you haven't just actually realized, okay, I want to do something. I somehow want to be uh, a, a far better self-lover so to speak, but you actually um, put things into motion. You actually yeah. took action. And I think that is the key thing. So many of us are in the, that kind of pity party uh, where we don't know what to do uh, to a degree. There's analysis paralysis um, where we think, oh my God, we could do so much. Oh my God, oh my God, I need a drink. Or, oh my God, oh my God, give me that cheesecake. Um, and so on and so on. So we we escape our reality um, rather than actually dealing with the those things that you actually can control. And it's sometimes so harm. It's it's this kind of attitude that needs practice, that needs absolute practice. And I I can attest to the success of your approach because it is at the moment I'm going through through hard times um, and a, a lot of challenges. So and I there's one wave of anxiety after the other sort of flooding over me and then a bit of depression wanting to come in. Oh, it's all so bad and, and the pity party and. It is, uh, I, I notice these these neurochemicals washing over me and I'm sort of thinking, okay, hello, I recognize you. Um, and then, okay, maybe I give it a bit of time, I feel that emotion, and then I force myself to take an action, whatever this may be. Okay, yes, right now, okay, I just want to go to the toilet, I take some deep breaths, empty my bladder which was contributing to my stress <laughs> so um maybe drink some water drink half a liter of water because i was actually dehydrated which didn't help now i eat something healthy i've taken three actions already where i am no longer the victim but i'm in control and these are the beautiful things when you actually start on the very basics on your basics on your basic needs and get your shit right there then suddenly you can do it. And I found that so liberating, so uh, empowering that whatever goes on around me, I have still control over what I do. And that is, that is only yeah. an, a, a superpower that I truly appreciated this year. Um, and so therefore, absolutely, what you're saying, what you're teaching is gold. Absolutely. Thank you. But when I, I mean, feel myself 
off center, I ask myself, how am I feeling right now? Because I don't want to, like you said, drink, shop, drug, sex, whatever, distract myself. How do I feel? What do I want in this life? What do I want in this area? And then what action do I need to take to feel better? That's a healthy action. And that that is how I shift out of of negative emotions. But it's also like you said, it's okay to feel your negative emotions because you don't want to just take so much action that you're not feeling them. It's 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 okay to acknowledge that they're there. And I like to think of our soul as the sky and our emotions as the weather. Our soul is cannot be harmed, hurt, or endangered. It's divine. But emotions, they change just like the weather, but we are not our emotions. I had a client who lost her mom and her sister 22 years before meeting me. And she said, Rebecca, I attach my identity to the emotion, the emotion of sadness. And then she was, I am depressed. And I said, you are not your depression. You were grieving the loss of your mom and your sister. And just that distinction alone, she realized she doesn't have to be depressed anymore. Nice, nice, nice. And these are the breakthroughs that that are there. And this is dealing with those core beliefs that we sometimes create ourselves and that are like a like a life raft. You're clinging onto it because it made sense to you at one stage and you're now still clinging onto that life raft. Um, and when actually it it only drags you further out to sea. And if you were to turn around and see actually the beaches behind you, you could just let go of the life raft and swim there and suddenly actually <laughs> happiness is waiting. Um, so it's a very, very nice way of putting that. But I mean, happiness how... is so close. Like you're one decision away from happiness. We think uh, it's so far out. Yeah. of our reach and that we have to swim toward like you to use your analogy swim for years and hours and months toward happiness when it's literally a decision <laughs> um and that is powerful that is very powerful now many people who are who are in the darkness right now and they're listening to us think what a bullshit here i am a single mom um i can barely make ends meet um, I'm working three jobs to actually put some food in front of my children whilst I still go hungry. Um, and, you know, it is uh, that is unfortunately the life that many people have to live at this moment in time. Leave alone those poor folks who are who are in, in more unstable uh, countries, uh, just saying Middle East, saying um, Ukraine. Um, yeah, here you go with happiness, get lost. We don't know where, where water is coming from. What would you tell such a person? I would tell them that, first of all, I'm sorry that they're going through so much hardship right now. And I would tell them that God gives the hardest lessons to his best students. And that if you can find peace <laughs> or happiness in what you're going through, as hard as it is, it will make it easier. I like what Abraham says, uh, when you're falling out of the plane, uh, <laughs> just like close your eyes, it'll it'll go quickly. Like, or what Winston Churchill, Churchill says, when you're when you're going through hell, walk fast. Like don't uh, milk the self pity, because there's plenty to feel self pity about, I would tell yeah. them. But if you focus on all the negative and you play the victim, it's only going to make your pain and suffering worse versus what Viktor Frankl did when he was in the concentration camps. He was constantly trying to be of service and find meaning outside of his circumstances. So that that is what I would tell them. <laughs> Absolutely. For those of you, uh, Viktor Frankl, uh, for those of you not not read as well, uh, Viktor Frankl was a psychiatrist, a Jewish psychiatrist who ended up in Auschwitz. And he uh, wrote the meaning, of, it's the meaning of life, isn't it? No, it's, uh, he I wrote it. Uh, yeah. 
something like that. I, I, I do apologize, guys. Uh, it is a very thin book, uh, but it's the most beautiful book to read. Um, how to make sense in such atrocious conditions? How do you? How can you continue to live? How can you actually survive under such thing under such circumstances? Um, amazing. So there are there are many many circumstances where it looks so dark for you where you think my god there will never be a way out there will never be any help there will never be any hope and these yeah, his are... book is called the will to meaning i think it's called the will to meaning um or ha happiness and meaning i don't know there's lots yeah. of different stuff <laughs> no that's good Frankel, yeah that's right that. there's a way to find meaning hmm. in suffering yeah. and uh yeah, you know, it, it, it is going to end when, when you're in suffering, know that everything's going to end, you know, including our lives, they have a beginning and middle and an end. Mm. And so does suffering. There is a there is a, a nice saying, even the darkest hour has only got 60 minutes. So there is actually yeah. there is an end to anything. And that is something that I I actually practiced, put it into practice every day now um, at times of challenges. And I have to say, it's true. And I, I prove it to myself every single day. And because I prove it to myself, therefore, the lies that the pity party Stefan wants to tell me, I can negate them. I can talk against it. But that is something that is a habit that... I force myself to learn. And that's what you teach your people. For example, with the journaling, you're taking action. You're yes. actually writing things down. And the moment you write things down, sometimes you look at it, that's bullshit. Do you get that still? When you journal, that, that sometimes yes. something comes out of your fingers and you think, what the hell? Yeah, absolutely. Well, when I when I journal, I tell on myself, I, I write down the part of my thinking that is not serving my highest good. And then through the journal prompts, I flip it around. Like one of the journal prompts is how the worst thing that happened to me today is actually the best thing. <laughs> nice one. Nice one. <laughs> okay. The silver lining. So we are hunting for the silver lining of that yeah. uh, of that cloud. I love that. I love that. So I mean, that's your that's your principal uh, way of of approaching the the abundance. But tell us a bit more about those seven pillars, because you have broken it down into manageable uh, pieces. Because I find it often quite overwhelming. Where the hell shall I start? And sometimes I get yeah. this flood of I need to do, I want to do, I, I must do, and you think, oh fuck off, <laughs> I just stay in bed. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I have broken life down into these seven areas, and they all have actionable steps. And to me, they're in order of importance. So the first area is spiritual. Mm. And I know a lot of people on podcasts talk about the import importance of a morning practice. But it is very important to me, not only what I put in my mind, but what I put in my body. So the second I wake up, I'll put in my AirPods, I'll listen to something positive like your wonderful podcast or a YouTube video, Audible, so my brain doesn't start going negative on me. So I, I catch it mm -hmm. right when I wake up. Um, then I will drink lemon water. I drink liquid collagen. I take my supplements. I'll get a hot beverage. I go back and forth between coffee and tea. I'll sit in a corner of my couch that I call the throne. I have all my spiritual literature to the left of me on a side table, and I will do my journaling. I'll read spiritual literature. And if I have a couple of minutes, I'll do some meditation. Then I'm off. So that's the first pillar, spirituality. The second pillar is fitness. Then I'm off to the gym. I mix it up between the gym, yoga, and tennis. So I'll do something physical. The next one is emotional. That is a practice that goes on all day long, changing my scarcity thinking to abundance thinking, changing my fear to love. And the fastest way to do that is to be happy exactly where I am. Happiness is not getting what you want. It's wanting what you have and being grateful for it. 
So that is something that helps me with my emotions. And it's a constant rerouting of my mind to go Mm -hmm. from Mm -hmm. negative to positive all day long. And it's a practice and it gets easier. Uh, The next one is romantic. And being romantic with my husband means listening, being present, not interrupting, making him feel that there's time and space to connect. And it also includes at least one date night a week. So that's romantic. Uh, The next one is mental, which just means room to grow. It could be mindset work, which I do in the nooks and crannies of my day. When I wake up, when I fall asleep, I'm listening to a podcast or an audible or a YouTube video. When I'm driving, when I'm doing household chores, I'm constantly listening to things that feed my soul. And I also mm. like to learn new skills. So I've uh, you know learned a few software uh, nice. things. Nice. I've taken up tennis again. There's different things that you can learn and mental Uh, after mental is social and being a part of a community, I think is really important for me. Uh, Community creates immunity. So I'm a part of various communities, both in person and online. And social also means having one social visit a week with a friend where we're just friends, no business. Uh, And then finally, financial. And financial is, it is where I put the most of my hours right now because I'm building my brand and building my coaching business, but I don't do it in a way that exhausts me and burns me out. I use time blocking and I block out what I call power hours and I'll do so many hours of concentrated effort and then I will take a break. I kind of set up my life like a hit training, high intensity interval training where I do sprints and then I have fun and I, and I work hard and then I have fun and that way I don't burn myself out. And sometimes I still will burn myself out because I'm a very focused person. And then I'm like, okay, this is, I'm getting exhausted. I'm getting cranky. I need to like pull back a little bit more and take some more downtime and, and just relax. So that's kind of how I live my life in the seven pillars and, and how they all work together. Which is beautiful. And that's exactly, that's, it's such a simple, yet highly, highly strategic and successful way of living. You live very intentional. There is, there are some fun times with your friends when you float around and talk shit and you're not doing, not doing anything that is uh, focused or, or, how shall I say that, that has a plan to it um, or a a dedicated outcome. You just want to be present in the moment. And that is wonderful. But there are many other times when you are not just floating through the air like a a leaf that is coming off a tree, but actually that you're saying, well, right now, I want to deal with the with X, with my finances. And that's so beautiful because when we do that, when we start living intentional and you you say, okay, now I do an hour of finance. Wow, you are you are ticking things off. And let me guess, you're switching off your social media. You're not letting any kind of push notifications distract you. I'm turning off all notifications. I'm not accepting any personal calls or texts. I'm just... And it's, I'm not long focused. Like I even do the Pomodoro method, which is 25 minutes of focus and a five minute break. So it's like, I just have to be totally focused for 25 minutes. So then on my five minute break, I can check my social media. Mm. I can return a text. I can pet my dog. So uh, yeah, if I do two 25 minute sprints, now that's a power hour. So it's uh, Mm. it's a great way to stay lifted uh and stay up and and if you notice none of the things that i talked about cost a ton of money Uh, so it's not about you know going to a fancy spa i'm a huge believer in self-care self-care is not selfish i believe we need to fill ourselves up first and feel full of life and joy and then we give which is very counterintuitive for western women we're taught that we're supposed to give to everybody first our husbands our children our our friends, our boss, and then to ourselves. I 
I like to give to myself first. And then when I show up, I'm completely full of joy and I'm giving from the overflow, not mm -hmm. giving from burnout or depletion. Very nice, very nice. And these are such important words that I need to hear because of course I, I, I'm not always um, walking the walk. I'm talking the talk a lot, but do I really, truly, honestly put time into myself, into the self-care that I want? Uh, probably not. <laughs> and it is probably, you know, there, uh, having said that, there are also times when you need to put the nose to the grindstone. Okay. It is if financially you're really in hard times, then you need to focus on your finances. So this beautiful balanced approach to deal with everything uh, in the same day does not always work out, does it? So yeah. life will throw you challenges and you, of course, have to deal with them. Life will also throw you challenges that your physical well-being might not be as good. You might have uh, COVID coming, knocking on the door, or just, an, you know, you might, something else might happen to you, uh, where biologically, you are not your best. So it's all quite nice to say, oh, I need to do 15 minutes exercise today. And if not, I'm a failure. Well, no, hang on, hang on, hang on. So how, how do you deal with those little voices that are telling you, oh, you're a failure. You didn't achieve that. Here you are. You're a coach. You're supposed to be perfect. And <laughs> how does That's that work? Funny. Yeah, I'm actually a recovering perfectionist. So I, I do have those voices quite often. <laughs> and when I feel myself being a perfectionist, that means that my inner dialogue is, is beating myself up. And it's words like would have, could have, and should have that I use to beat myself up. Wow. So I take those words out of my vocabulary. There is no room for regret. You know, God is everything or God is nothing, whatever you think it is, destiny, fate, nature, whatever, mm. the universe. I just don't believe in coincidence mm. because I use that. If there's any room to beat myself up about the past, I'll use that. So I just believe that I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. And that if something didn't work out, then it's a lesson that I meant to learn. And there is no failure. I either win or I learn. And sometimes the oh, best yeah. way to learn something is through failure. Because Absolutely. when you win, you're not paying attention. You're just paying attention to what you're getting and what's next. But when you're failing, you're like, oh my God, I have been trying to reach this goal. I've tried seven ways to Sunday to reach it and none of it's working. So you have to do a lot of reflection. You have to review your actions. You have to listen to coaches or podcasts and ask for input. So what if you, what would you do? I'm asking your listeners, if you knew that there was no failure, that you're either going to get what you want or you'll learn great lessons, which you could have not learned any other way. Beautiful, beautifully said. And I think that is the biggest, the biggest thing that I often, uh, where I console myself. Sometimes you win, sometimes you learn. And that is, that is something that is tattooed deep inside my soul. And this is a huge step away from the beating up that I did and that my parents brought me up you need to be a success you need to always be happy you need to always look the best you need to always you know there's certain kind of of uh, it's like like a prison that you create for yeah. yourself a mental prison the way you have to be and the moment you are you're falling below those 100 percent you are beating yourself up my goodness what about the imposter syndrome? <laughs> do you still? Do I you have still... an affirmation that I wanted to share with your audience yeah, yeah. that really helps. And it, it also connects with what you said, Stefan, about yeah. setting yourself free. This is my affirmation that has really helped me overcome my perfectionism. It's I am enough. I have enough. I am willing to set myself free. Because nice. perfectionism is like living in a trap of your own mind. And I want to be free from that. So mm. that affirmation has really, really helped. Mm. Um, as far as imposter syndrome, I don't have that. I have delusions of grandeur. 
I think, why, is, why am I not a famous movie star? Why am I not? <laughs> I don't have any imposter syndrome. It's the opposite. Like, why am I not further ahead? It's more Excellent. of like comparison. I call it compare and despair. Well, if that person did that, why can't I have that too? So I don't have imposter syndrome. Excellent. Compare and despair. <laughs> oh, I like that. I need to steal that. <laughs> um, you steal it. I saw it from someone else. Okay. So beautiful. Delusions of grandeur. So I throw it back to you. I mean, that is that is the classic narcissist uh, talking yeah. there. <laughs> Are you a narcissist? Uh, I might have been a long time ago when I was uh, in college, uh, yeah. before I got on my spiritual path, I probably was a borderline narcissist. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. And yeah. how cool is that? How cool is that? You can actually say that. There is no, yeah. oh my God, oh, my, oh, 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 I can't say that because it's, oh, it's no, it's beautiful because we all have got this uh, rainbow of, of traits, this rainbow yeah. of, of, of beliefs within us. And some of them are stronger than others. Some of them are nicely balanced. And sometimes when we get out of balance, new traits come out or Traits that maybe don't make you so nice when you're distressed. And it is it is a journey of discovery. You are yeah. figuring those things out. And it is, uh, I, I want to all welcome you onto this, this, this journey, onto this path. Because only this, this way that we can, that we can actually grow. By actually just, you know, shining the, the light into the dark nooks and crannies of our behavior to actually see, ah, hang on, hmm, that looks a bit like hmm, whatever narcissism or whatever traits there is, whatever personality disorder maybe describes you. Uh, that, that is okay. Um, this is, again, this is once you know, once you have done a really good inventory, um, and that is that is really the step four of the AA, um, yeah. where where that where a twelve step system is so powerful um, because it actually forces you to or strongly encourages you to <laughs> to have a look into your your beliefs, your your resentments, your, your what you consider failures, what you consider other people, uh, you know, your anger list, the, the number of lists you can do. And when actually do that, which is very similar to the journaling that, that you actually are doing on a daily basis, there is certainly things are coming out because some, somehow they have been rummaging around in the back of your, your mind and suddenly you're writing them down. They become real. There and sometimes it's amazing what your fingers write. Um, amazing, yeah. And you know, I don't really think that I ever get over my character defects to use the AA terms or my neuroses completely. I mm. think that I know how to work with them and mm. not act on them. Mm. But when I get irritated, they come back. You know, <laughs> <Isn't> it? <laughs> so I, it's a constant like discipline to. Yeah do all these things to live, you know, in self care to do yeah. the morning practice to, to have, you know, the affirmations, all this stuff. So I don't go back into that way of being. Mm. Um, I'm not an ascended master. I don't, uh, you know, I'm not a like a spiritual avatar or anything. No. I'm just someone who has figured out how to work on myself to live a happy life despite, you know, being a little neurotic. And one of my favorite therapists says a neurotic is someone who walks around with a bucket on their foot, you know, and nobody else can see it. <laughs> well, everybody can see it, but it's just, yeah, it's there. The bucket's on my foot. I just know how to walk to dance and do all the fun things with the bucket on my foot. I like it. I like it because <laughs> there are certain things you can't change. Um, certain ways of thinking which are hardwired. Um, there's only so much you can do with with working on core beliefs. When things are hardwired in your brain, it is what it is. But you, as long as you're cognizant, as long as, long as you're um, as long as you explore your emotions and ask yourself, "Huh, that's interesting. Why did I just respond like that?" It's typically the responses, the reactions to the things that happen to us that show us 
our true selves at that moment in time. Let that be either uh, personality traits that maybe you're not so happy with, or it might be revealing that you're not in that level playing field, but that you're the level of stress, or even worse, the level of distress um, up there, and all those kind of things will alter the way you respond. Whatever is happening. The best thing that I have ever installed in my brain is a pause button. Ah. Because the, when the old anger or the old way of being comes up, I pause my brain. I said, okay, that's the old Rebecca. I don't want to act that way anymore. I don't want to mm. say things like that anymore. And yeah. I get a pause. And then I ask myself, what would love say? How would love respond? How would love react? And I literally do not act out on my old personality. I, I act my way into right thinking. But the pause button has really helped me a lot because when I nice. react, I don't I don't have a chance to to act, you know, change the way I'm at behaving. Very nice. Very nice. And that's hard because once there are certain certain psychological setups that make that really hard. For example, PTSD. A lot of us have got trauma in our background. And we are therefore often working on a fight and flight response, which is really yeah. beautiful because if some another guy with a with a knife comes to kill you, then you can't just wait and say, let me pause, let me think. What should I do? You need to respond. And oh yeah. So therefore, if you are, if PTSD or, or variations of such an emotional setup are driving you, you might make snap decisions um, at times when actually a bit more caution, a bit more a pause would have made you realize that actually the way you understood the situation might not be the whole truth or might not be actually the way it was so guilty as charged um i well with my background of my trauma i uh, i can be very doof um but even that and and because i I've, i appreciate that because i i actually nurture that responsiveness i love my my situational awareness i love that i'm switched on um but i also know that the bad side to that uh that pause button so you can train that guys just be aware yeah. that certain circumstances might you uh, jump off immediately you you get a trigger bang there you go immediate response um so that is so important that you develop that little delay uh and suddenly things and your life will change rest assured yeah, definitely <laughs> ah, ah. but there's so much there's so much that we that we that we can work on and it's sometimes so hard to 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 figure out where to start and i guess that's that's someone like where someone like you comes in because that's that's where you need someone who actually has been in that in that situation and has worked out where which steps make most sense which are the, the low-hanging fruits which which things can you do right now that are easy and get you get you going rather than thinking oh my god i need to climb mount kilimanjaro on my knees and then only up there will i find the... <laughs> exactly there you can you can be more successful earlier on don't you? even before yeah, you get to I, I believe in taking small action steps today mm. that can change mm. your life you know there's mm. there's macro goals and micro goals it's mm. always great to have huge goals but just do do something right now that that shifts your your mindset i i believe in doing things right now one of the things is when i feel myself spinning i will get into my five senses like what am i seeing what am i smelling what am i tasting what am i feeling what am i touching what what kind of surface are my feet on uh you know really looking at the person that you're talking to or really looking out your window at all the different colors of the the landscape or the city life, these are different things that can help you get grounded in the present moment. Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. And it, that is that, isn't it? And that is where you bring yourself right now into that moment. 
right now, actually just putting your hands onto the surface in front of you will make you feel the coldness, the the, the texture, the structure. And it, it gets you away from the, oh my God, it could happen that, or, or, or yesterday, look what you did. No, right now you're feeling that surface. And see, nothing actually bad happens when you feel that. And that is sort of something where you might then say, okay, so this is something that I've done. Maybe now, maybe I'll take a deep breath. Take a deep breath. So I've, whilst my chest was rising, what you don't see on, on the camera here, because it's cut off, my diaphragm was pushing down. So I was taking a deep breath and I was actually uh, doing a diaphragmatic breathing, doing a tummy breath. And that is a beautiful thing. Now imagine yeah. now that you have got your fingers there. You actually see that calmness of your fingers. You now learn how to do maybe some other breathing techniques, maybe a, a kind of triangular breathing where you take a breath in over time, hold it for a little bit, and then breathe it out slowly. This would be a very nice technique, and you repeat that several times. And very quickly, what you will experience is actually your hands will relax. Yeah, my I've just tried it now. My hands initially, when I laid them down, were tense. And now I was doing the breathing. My hands have completely relaxed. And there I can see it. It's immediately in front of me. That was what? We did what? 30 seconds? 45 seconds now? Not much. Not much. Exactly. So that was, that is how, 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 how beautiful you can change your state. So Rebecca, you're so on the money there. You're so good uh, in doing that, in, in, in teaching that. Wow. Well, if you think about it, all pain is in the past or the future. It's mm. the the pain of the past is depression, regret, mm. you know, beating yourself up, thinking you should be further ahead than you really are. Uh, the future is anxiety. Oh my mm. God, what's gonna happen? How am I gonna get through this? How am I gonna pay my bills? How am I gonna find love? How am I gonna fall asleep? How am I gonna this? How am I gonna that? But true happiness is in the present. So mm. what you did with the breath. You know, the mind, uh, the mind controls the body and the breath controls the mind. Mm. So mind control comes from breath, being grounded in the five senses. And if that still doesn't work, if you're still determined to think about the past or the future, then just think about the very next thing that you're going to do. Mm. Just think about the next step, the next indicated action. What is my next step? What is my next indicated action? because that is not too far into the future. Mm. And it's certainly not in the past. That is another thing that really helps me when I start spinning is what is just my next step, do that. And then what is my next step? And before you know it, your day is finished and you've had a productive day. Exactly. And it, it can be quite powerful. Um, are you doing still to-do lists? Or do you do gratitude lists? Or what do you do in order to actually uh, to maybe record? There's a nice saying, um, if your life is worthwhile living, it's worthwhile recording. Um, so uh, what do you do in your own life? Yeah, well, this is uh, part of the Abundance Journal gift yeah. that I'm going to give your listeners. Um, I do gratitude lists as part of that journal, but I also do surrender lists. Everybody teaches gratitude. Not many coaches teach surrender lists. So everything in my mind that is causing me anxiety, I will write down on a surrender list. And then once it's written down, I give it over to whatever your higher power is. I choose to oh. call my God or love. So I have a surrender list. Um, and that's part nice. of the abundance journal. Um, and then I do have a to-do list for the week of you know goals and intentions and personal tasks that I need to get done because I I'm running four businesses. And if I didn't have my to-do list, I wouldn't be very organized. So, and they don't all get done in a week. Some, you know, carry over from week to week. I, I used to do them every day. I feel yeah. like if I do them every day, it's too much pressure, but I do them for the week. Nice. Nice. 
Nice. And I think that is really, really good because it's setting priorities. And it is basically accepting that whilst, of course, in a in an ideal world, you want to touch all those seven pillars and want to do work in all of them, um, it is not always possible and that there are priorities at some parts in your life, some stages in your life. And that's absolutely OK. Um, and I love it how you carry things over. Um, I still do. Um, what do I do? I guess. I guess it's a mixture of gratitude and to do on a daily basis. It's very satisfying for me to set real goals, realistic goals, shall I say, um, for the day, small, measurable goals, uh, and tick them off. Just the ticking off, bang, 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 is lovely. And I end up with about 20 things, typically thereabouts, of which I typically get about 15 things done. Um, and and But that is... Uh, that puts a smile on my face. Even if it's only 10 things that I get done, it still puts a smile on my face because I say, wow, you did that. You took action. You focused on what was important. Bingo. Uh, and rather compared with my past, when I wrote to-do lists, which even Superman on speed would not have been able to do a fraction on, of which. And then if I didn't do that, the whole list, I beat myself up. Here, you see, you're a failure. Here, here is the proof. You're a failure. And, and it's those kind of shitty beliefs. Um, reframe them. Reframe what is happening and focus on what is important. Focus on you being a success when you actually get up and look after yourself that this that is a success uh feature yeah. okay that is a way forward when you actually make sure that you have a breakfast and then make sure that you have got some water make sure i love uh, your your rituals in the morning are absolutely beautiful and Thanks. absolutely and guys for you that that might look a bit different um you might say well actually my sleep is so important i truly want to come out of bed, uh, go straight into my car and go drive to work. But then if fine, if that works for you, then make sure that when you're at work, your first break, you will actually do those things. Don't right. just keep going and running and running. You need to figure out what works for you. There is not one thing. This uh, compare and despair is so beautiful. I steal that from you. Honestly, I steal yeah, that. It. <laughs> it's all your... That is well, you so... Could do it at the as an evening ritual too. Well, exactly. Uh, you know, if you have more energy and more space in your schedule at night, you can do an evening ritual. Whatever like you said, whatever works for you. Exactly. But it is you have got the power. You've got the power to make change. Um and that power once you harness it, um it, it is it is it is like a flower or like, like a vegetable in your garden. Once you give it actually the love, take the weeds away around it, focus on it, give it nutrition and, and water, suddenly you have got an abundance of that vegetable there. And it is, it is, it's within your powers. You can look after that particular feature in your life and do something with it. It will grow, it will expand. And it's, if you let it, um, sometimes we are, we are trying, oh, I, 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 I focus on that. Oh no, then I focus on that. Then I focus on that. And when you look back, <laughs> that poor little vegetable has wilted. <laughs> so it needs to be ongoing, intentional steps that you're taking. It needs to be focused action that you're taking and that is what is called a habit and that is exactly what you're preaching Rebecca that's exactly where you are helping people which is an amazing amazing uh work Rebecca if people say wow this woman really got her shit together uh, I want to work with her I want to find out more about her um where can people find you yeah you can find me on Instagram yeah. at Rebecca E. Whitman and my website is Rebecca Elizabeth Whitman with a Z and Stefan, uh, you can share my link tree that will have a link to my abundance journal, which I want to gift your listeners. Thank you. And also will link to my podcast. I also have a free women's circle on Tuesdays at noon Pacific time. I think that's eight in the morning in Australia or New Zealand. I'm not sure. Uh, but yeah, you are all the stuff that I'm doing. I do a lot of summits and retreats. 
It's all on my Linktree link that Stefan will be sharing in the show notes. So I hope to stay in touch with you guys. And it's just been such a great conversation, mm-hmm. Stefan. You yeah. are very uh, deep and you have so much gravitas. And I've, I've really enjoyed this talk. It's been awesome. <laughs> Thank you so much. It's very easy to bounce people, uh, to bounce uh, topics around um, when you both have gone through through darkness, when you both have, have gone through a journey of self-discovery and appreciated the power that lies within us and that we often forget. It's so easy to stay in the victim part. Or maybe if you grow a little bit, you become that survivor, but often that resentful, bitter survivor. Uh, but it it it's that post-traumatic growth that brings us into the thriver kind of thing. And that is that's where the magic happens. That's where har where it is good to be and it's okay to to dip your toes back into the the pity party or to become back the survivor for a bit if if needs must it's okay that's okay but as long as you know that you mainly want to be over here and that you have got all the power to all the the the, the possibilities to actually get yourself there build within yourself you don't need all magic from external stuff. You can do it. I think that is that is what gives me hope myself for my for my life. And I want you to experience that that out there as well, Rebecca. You're an amazing woman. Now, some of us might still struggle to think. Well, what do I give my loved ones for Christmas? And you have written some books. So I yeah, wonder yeah. if your books yeah. might actually be a nice Christmas present. Yeah. Just thinking. I have one on Amazon. It's only $10 American and it's called How to Make a Six-Figure Income Working Part-Time. And you can give that as a gift or if you have Audible, it's only one credit. And I would love for you to gift uh, that. It's a wonderful gift to give someone a life of balance, beauty, and abundance. Exactly. So, you know, that's how easy you can change your life yourself, guys. So again, you're taking action and very good. And look down there into the description of the YouTube video and of the podcast, because we have got uh, all the links for Rebecca down there. And whilst you're down there, you might as well like and subscribe. And I think, well, actually, I tell my friends about this show. And also tell her, tell them about Rebecca's show, because there's there's so much there where we all can grow. And if we all become that one big family that exchanges ideas and and actually, um, you know, support each other. How, how cool would that be? Do you think we can change this world? I think so. I absolutely I've... do. Yes. <laughs> Wonderful. Rebecca, you're a gorgeous woman. Thank you so much for making my day a little bit better by letting me grow, letting me reflect on those things. I wish you a fantastic time. Thank you so much for being a guest on my show. Thank you for having me. Cool. And you guys out there, live a fashion. Bye. I never give up. I never give up. I never give up. Turn around.